Oh, hi. How are you? Welcome back to Deep and Meaningfuls with Fursey. This is episode six. Things are ticking along. I'm currently back in Australia. These last few podcasts have been from my time when I was in LA just a few weeks ago. And if you dig in the potty, please share it with your friends or someone who you think might get something from it because the more people that hear about it, the more interesting people I get to talk to. You know what? There's three things in life that I love. Slapping the bass, friends, the TV show, and the people, and a good deep chat. And for this podcast, I actually cover two of those bases. I'm chatting with a couple of my old home and away buddies. It's Todd Lassance and Kane O'Keefe. Now, Toddy and I actually used to live together. We all know each other very, very well. We're great friends. We have some good laughs in this one. We also, of course, solve a lot of the world's problems, as much as three actors having a conversation can. You know, all the big stuff, just climate change, bit of philanthropy, saving the world, all that stuff's figured out. So stay tuned for that. I hope you enjoy the conversation. And here is Todd Lassance and Kane O'Keefe. Obsessed with space management, so when you, when you drink a bit, tip of the tongue, the tip, and the lips. <laughs> you just that made it smaller. That is dope. <laughs> okay, okay, that's dope. It's pretty nerdy, isn't it? That's dope. <clears throat> yeah, it's like a camping water bottle that you can just. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, it squashes. Yeah. So when you drink more water, you can squash it down. Mm. Look. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's sick. Cool. You go, oh, not too much. <laughs> Look it's a very is. you thing to have. It I is, know. It? So it, it's functional but novel. <laughs> bit of both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I, get to, I get to justify my stupid purchases because it's also got a functional purpose. Yes. <laughs> Hit record. Oh, roll up. It's all, right. all gold. Already shit. are. Oh, great. Where are we going? <laughs> Can we swear? Yeah, say whatever you want. Well, that was Kane asking that because I don't swear. Because <laughs> you're just the, the flawless masculine entity. <laughs> I swear way too – every time I meet a new person within six – I remember talking to Jordan all the time, um, my Who's fiance, Jordan? by the oh, way. there we go. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm always like, babe, do I swear too much? She's like, I mean, yeah, you swear a bit. But I just feel like it's just a passionate thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not – I don't – I fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm never just swearing for the sake of it. It's always passion related. It's a very. I think it's a very different thing if your intention is to swear at someone calling someone a cunt. Yeah, I very <laughs> as opposed never, to, do, never do that. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to just putting it in there. Well, the other thing is it's it's got – even more weight now because you have a little child, so you have to be oh, even more conscious. That's changed the game. I have to, yeah. I have to shorten or like whisper everything, and and I yeah. drop bombs all the time. So Jordan's always like, babe, 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 babe. <laughs> You're like, what? I'm getting better though, but the first six months, I was like, lucky she doesn't absorb any of this because she'd be wrecked. <laughs> Like she's not just at a stage where she's a sponge and just downloading everything that's in front of her. That's like 12 months onwards, then the audible starts. Yeah. Yeah. Does she, has she dropped any swear words? Oh. Wait, there was that one time where she was mimicking him on the couch. Yeah. Going, ah, oh, shit, with a controller or no, something. No, come on. Because <laughs> when I game and I, if I get killed, which is obviously very rare, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. And that's in the car too. So one day she was using the the controller and she was like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
great. Didn't Jay put up a video the other day and she was like, I'm being daddy. And she was saying, she was doing <laughs> yeah. your voice or something. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, daddy, daddy. She wasn't saying any words, but she was yeah. just like, oh, look at me, I'm daddy. <laughs> and putting on makeup too. So I was like, obviously that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. Yeah. She's hit the mark. How old is Charlie now? She turns three on July 11th. Wow, man. So it's gone like, it's gone really quick, but. Also super slow to a degree, which is because I think everyone tells you early on, they're like, you need to take advantage and, and, you know, day by day with them and make sure you don't let it slip by and because you're going to look back. And and I don't think we've let it slip by at all. Um, I've also been unemployed for a lot of it. Fortunate, (laughs) unfortunate, fortunate. I don't know. It's a good thing. Dad of the year, right? Yeah, right, because I'm there 24-7. Yeah. Daddy doesn't have a job. Uh, Um, (laughs) So that's helped actually. But when he does, there'll be tons of money. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know. Hopefully. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to being an actor. I know. But she. it's been beautiful for her development because Jordan and I have been able to spend so much time with her and travel a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's also nice to take your mind off when you're unemployed for three years like me and, and don't right. have a child and you just look within your own soul and go, well, well who am I? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Yeah. That's good. I do that too. Yeah. Fun. And then you get distracted by, you know, oh, got to clean up some poop. Yeah, it's, I'm back to the real world. Yeah. She's actually really good with her potty training and her right. poop. She, there's She's been amazing. no poop on the walls. There's been no like, nope. Not once. Funny yeah, I'd say the same for my wife. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> now she's great. Potty training she took two weeks. That's it. Yeah. Wow. And she was fully ready to go. Wow. Yeah. What a dream. I think mm-hmm. just gets her dad dad's intelligence. So I think that kind of helps genetically. Right. It's like right. a sort of a head just start. inherent head start. Just built in. Yeah. <laughs> she's just on. Oh. You know. What's the answer? I've got it. <laughs> You want some maths done? Yeah, just working on some architecture before kindy. <laughs> kindy. <laughs> I haven't heard kindy Where's in ages. Kindy? She's not even ready for kindy for like two years, but she probably is. She's right. Well, she finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah early. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It must be a real trip creating a child, creating a person. Oh, it's that part's pretty quick, isn't it? That part was great. <laughs> that was super fun. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's not beat around the bush. Let's just get By that quick, done. He means forty-five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it's interesting how we celebrate people's birthday. The birth is, mm. I mean, that's that's full on. Why yes. don't we celebrate the conception day? Well, because that's don't the really fun. No, no. Well, that's the thing, and no one really wants to pry when it comes to mum and dad. Yeah. And, and find out the details and ask. Banging. I mean, you could count back. <laughs> I guess you could easily. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's literally. It, the way that everyone describes it being earth changing is literally exactly how it is. I think yeah. particularly if you're family orientated too, um, it was just the most unbelievable kind of soul experience I've ever had in my life. And mm. and you never, you never, I, I never, I, I didn't realize that this type of love existed either. Uh, to this depth and this level and this um, passionate too. It's just unbelievable when, mm. you, when you experience that. And then also seeing Jordan carrying her too, you know, through the pregnancy as well. And Yeah, well, I mean, that is the fact that a human is able to, to build that inside of them is, is, is genuinely astonishing. Oh, it's not lost like on me. Yeah. 
I, I was in constant awe and then understanding as well the different stages because I did a lot of reading and everything so I wasn't in the dark about it all. I wanted to be over-prepped. But just seeing the stages of development at certain weeks, they know exactly what's being made, whether it's her teeth or eyes or hair or head or, you know, bone structure, everything. So just knowing that that's going on, making yeah. internally. Keep is, cooking, babe. You want any lunch? Yeah. What do you need? Do you- <laughs> oh, man, I was feeding her like primo food, cooking every meal, like making yeah. sure that yeah. the nourishment Don't you level- mess this kid up. No, right? exactly. <laughs> no candy. It's in assembly mode. Yeah, Jordan was amazing though. I mean, she didn't have a drop of alcohol. Um, and there's always, you know, different opinions on what you can have. And obviously yep. no straight tequila shots, but right, right. whether it's a little bit of wine or not, you know, it's obviously always debated. But she was like, well, I'm just not going to touch it for months. She didn't have a drop. Yeah. So Any, like, no, cool. no amphetamines, no hard, no hard. Um, I don't, not that I was aware of, right. but I think Charlie's turned out fairly. Fairly good. Fairly good. So probably not. <laughs> probably not. No secret yeah. narcotics. <laughs> Nighttime narcotics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great hey, sound effects. Foley yeah, artists. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, Kano's doing Foley over here. Yes. Yeah, that's that's quite crazy. Thinking about, I was listening to something recently and they were talking about how children in the near future, they have this, have you heard of CRISPR? CRISPR. CRISPR is no. this thing where they, I'm going to butcher this, but they can modify the genes of the unborn child. Mm. And I think they can choose from a pool of of your sperm and and the and the female's egg and be able to figure out what would be like in inverted commas the best version of the child that you want to have like creating a character on um that game you play firestorm like go on yeah pick this pick these almost, eyes yeah, you, yeah absolutely that. you can pick and exactly and you can and then so you can kind of choose the eye color choose like like certain attributes that you want in your child and then if there are they're also once they're getting closer if they've got predisposed illnesses and issues they can just I think they should shut that program down pretty much immediately. It's pretty frightening, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't agree with it at all. Because like at what point do you start going, you know, like making those kinds of choices for your child? It's like can you accept that the birth of your child is the perfect, that's the perfect Good gift? Call. Exactly. Like you don't need to think that they're less perfect with brown eyes if you want them to have blue eyes. Yeah. It's like – well, it's, it kind of it kind of turns into that whole something because I have dogs, like the rescue dog versus the designer dog, and more often than mm. not, the two thousand dollar designer dog that looks the way you want it to look is mm. is underloved and full on, mm. whereas the rescue dog, which is just a dog, yeah, is 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 more often than not wonderful, and it's and it's almost doing that with children, turning it into the point where it's it's becoming an accessory. I mm. want the child to be like mm. this, yeah. But then we all get sick of our accessories. Yeah. So where's the point where what if it's what if the child turns out the way physically that you want it, but then emotionally you don't mm. connect and you're like, ah, oh, you just kind of yeah. are they gonna throw it away? Are they yeah. gonna be like just kind of shirking their parenting responsibilities? I don't know. It just feels like yeah. it feels like it's gonna be opening a whole can of worms that that we're not ready for. for I don't even know. Of, I wonder if that's ever gonna get cleared properly i think it's pretty close to be honest like they, i think they can actually do it they can probably physically do it yeah but whether or not it becomes whether legally they're allowed to do it i mean where does it end then yeah. then, then you can i mean some of the psych books and um a book called human instinct that i read as well is touches on those elements but the problem is is once you open any of those elements up it you're, you're open up a can of worms because yeah. and it, then it's never ending. How specific do you want to change and adapt and create this human? And I understand they do it for mutation control, yes. you know, um, but 
that's also kind of part of the human experience in the sense that, yes, those mutations do occur, but you have to adapt. And like Kane said, when, when, when your child is born, you, you, you don't what even you see the mutation. It's yeah. not even about – that's the funny thing about having that discussion. Any parent who would agree with that system, I think – Mm, I don't know. You should question why they're having a child. I Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. For like why do you want this perfect design? Design a child. Is it to show off? Is it to, you know, like yep. what is that? Yeah. Bringing a child into the world should be about love. Yep. And that's, I know that sounds wanky, but it's. No, but that's it. That is that's it. all that it is. Yeah. yeah. It should be all that it is. And I, and I, I also think that, I mean, so, so, you know, on the pros of it, they're saying that it's because you can minimize, as you say, mutations, illnesses, mm. diseases, these kinds of things, and you can make someone strong. But the flip side is the the, the vanity designer aspect of it. Yeah, and exactly. I, yeah. yeah. And, and they're saying that also in the future, children are probably not going to be born. They'll be, they'll be grown. Right. They'll be all like test tube babies. Yeah, and they'll that's be able to. They'll be able to like manipulate how they want them and, and nobody will even give birth. So does that mean that you're taking out of the equation sex? Like uh, sex will just be for recreation. Yeah, essentially they'll be they'll be taking out the um, I guess the good genes and the good elements of the gene because now that they've done the gene mapping, they they can work out what gene triggers a green eye. So yeah, they right. would pull that gene. And they'd be essentially building a puzzle, but a custom puzzle. That makes sense. Yeah, it does, yeah. but I don't know. It just nothing. It feels so sterile. It's it like it's ridiculous. Oh, I I kind of think that something that we're completely missing is there's a, there's a relationship, physical and emotional, that goes on inside the womb. Mm. That, Absolutely. Yeah. Like like there's there's things that go on. Like for instance, if you take a if the mother is not near the child that she's had, and then she goes near the child and the child's hungry and starts crying the mother will start lactating. Mm-hmm. She will start leaking milk. I've seen it. Yeah. That's just from and that's, the, and just that's from an the instinct sound. like that. And, and so all of that kind of stuff, is that all gone? Mm. And that, cause that's the kind of, that's a kind of instinctual physical thing that the human body knows because it's making, it's making a life. Mm. It's kind of important, but no, 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 we've got it. We'll skip that step. <laughs> don't worry about that. We'll just cook it up yeah. in the lab. You've got an oven, don't you Barry? Yeah. Yeah. Chuck her in there. Ridiculous. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be happy to verbally fight anyone who's opposed to that yeah. or who yeah. supports that idea because yeah. that, that's, that's, that's – It seems like you're missing out on I, – I just – and then I think because like what's going to happen to the child? Are they going to grow up to be a person who's – what are the problems going to be? We're all fucked up enough mm. as it is. Mm. Yeah. Let yeah. alone uh, there'll, be ram, there'll be ramifications for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, you know the Kardashian – like I think it's Kim Kardashian is, is not giving birth to her own children anymore. They've all been surrogates. So they're oh, her children right. – but she 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 won't grow them. She gets. Did she say why? Vain, vanity. Probably. I mean, I don't spend a lot of time listening to the Kim Kardashian's no. um, thought process, but no. but that's. I just found that out, and I was kind of like, I guess I'm being a bit judgy, but I was kind of opposed and 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 appalled. Right. Like, it just seems like she doesn't want to go through pregnancy yeah. to have a baby. The- Maybe she can't. Maybe I'm being awful, and she she can't. Because in that, if that's the case, I take it back, and I'm being nasty. But it seems like. She doesn't want to. Totally. If it's a vanity thing, that's disgusting. Yeah. Because particularly when there's so many women who are trying and doing everything, doing everything right to be able to conceive and 
give birth and carry a child and go through that experience. And a lot of people have to use surrogates for medical reasons, which yep. absolutely support that. But if if it's a vanity reason, then yeah, don't have a lot of time. For no, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm completely with you. Stop. Yeah. I hope it's not vanity reason. I hope it's not because that's. I mean, when you look at what they pride themselves on, it sort of might be easy to believe that that's well, the case. I guess that's why I'm thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know. All the best for them, though. They'll have lots yeah, of money. to their own. <laughs> Think of those kids. There are tons. There's a real empire totally. behind all that. Yeah. I don't know if my little Charlie will be hanging out with their kids, but no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she might be watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians. No. <laughs> We're going to be living on an island with no social media and no. Yeah. She won't be able, she won't be able to spell internet. I think that's called yeah. New Zealand. Oh, oh God. Right. <laughs> Let's go. I Land do love of New the Zealand. Hobbits. Land of the Hobbits. Yeah. You know, I've never been to New Zealand. Oh, bro. What? It's incredible. It's it's nuts. My brother's been, my sister's been, and I've just watched Lord of the Rings. If I wasn't born in Australia, I'd be one of those like super biased towards New Zealand. Mm, Australia's yeah. the number one, if yeah. you ask me. Well, we I have think. to say this. There's three Australians sitting around. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. We but, must. Yeah, great yeah. country. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but, I mean, New Zealand's tickling it. It's like coming right up behind yeah. and a yeah. little tickle there because <laughs> it is – Perfection. It's a fantastic South yeah, Island, particularly. Yeah. Oh, it's just man. like Lord of the Rings everywhere. Well, you're married to a New Zoolander. Yeah. Kiwi. Yeah. yeah. And she's from the South Island. We do a couple of times we've done this this drive from Christchurch to the West Coast. Oh, yeah. So across the entire country, which just take a couple of hours. <laughs> really? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Damn. I mean, if, you go, if you go down or up and down the country, it'll take you a long time. But I to go that. across. Did you? Yeah. With, wow. With Conrad Colby. Wow. Uh, who I worked, um, well, yeah, Australian actor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we landed, did Christchurch down to uh, where? Dunedin? Do you? Timaru? Snowboard. Oh, Queenstown. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, we did that drive. And the, the funny thing about it is every 20 minutes. It's like Jurassic Park. Over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. Pull over. Just get out, take photos, back in the car, another 20 minutes. It's yeah. stunning. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I want to bungee jump. Yep. Yeah, nah. But yeah, you can bungee jump. I'll watch. <laughs> why, why don't you want to bungee jump? Yeah, let's I talk about that. I hate heights with a passion. <laughs> you, you, okay. So Is then it, if you jump off one, you'll you'll eliminate that fear because yeah. you'll still be alive. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I bungee jump way before skydiving. For okay. sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have less time sh- to think about it because if, if my parachute doesn't pull, I've th- got 10 minutes to think about that. <laughs> But I think, you, I think bun- you, you only free fall for about. No, I think no, it's, it's like forty seconds. It's yeah, pretty it's, quick. It's not very long. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but how high are you going if you're falling for ten minutes? That'd be yeah. amazing. <laughs> like, geez, checking high. your watch. This is pretty boring. <laughs> I might have a kip. <laughs> yeah, bungee jump. I do though because you're not really thinking about it. You just you know you just go. Oh, so we just got you recording saying I would do bungee jumping. Great. So yeah, let's go bungee jumping. Uh, <laughs> I'll consider it. But if it, if there's two options in the world to do bungee jumping or skydive, no, no, you said jump. you would though. Okay, you just said you would do okay. it. So. Okay, delete, yeah. Del- <laughs> deleting. <laughs> no, we've got it. We've got it. Yeah. It's in the can. Yeah. Can so I'll it. film it. I'll watch, and yeah. you guys will bungee jump. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a tandem jump. Uh huh. <laughs> Sounds good. Look, if we if we do this actual trip to New Zealand, mm. I will. I will go bungee jumping with the group. If we all do it, I'll okay. do it. Yeah. Have you you've never done I've it never before? Done it, no. Have you done been skydiving? I haven't been skydiving either. No, I don't. Yeah. Just because you don't want to, or it's just something that you've just never like. It's something that I guess I, I like to think that while we're sitting around a table on the ground, that I'll be like, Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I'll do that. And then if you put me in the plane or or even, you know, 
putting the parachute on to get ready, I'd be like, oh, I probably shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't remember actually thinking about doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I watched Jordan bungee jump because she was like, oh, I'm going to go bungee jumping with her dad came out of Oz and went up to Belmont area, which is like one of the best places in the world apparently to skydive apart of Newcastle. It's in Australia, of course. Yeah, obviously number one. <laughs> um yeah, and I was, and they were like, "Yeah, are you coming." I'm like, "No, nah, I'm definitely not coming. I'm, I mean, I'm coming, but I'm watching you from the ground." But I was peeking out, watching them jump. Wow. Yeah, it freaked me out, and I was like, and I was standing next to the coordinator guy, going, "Has the shoots pulled open?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just counting them: one, two, three. And he had to count to six, and he got to four, and then paused for a while. I'm like, oh, "They're dead." <laughs> <I'm coming down." laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I, I. But I was happy for them. But I did not. Not one part of me was like, "Oh, I want to go up." Right. Do you? Is it? Is it a really? Like, have you had some experiences where you've been with heights that have really messed you up? Like, no, like, not do you really. freak out if you're at a, on a height? I have a. I have. A, I don't know what this one is. Whether or not it's like go to get some pills for this, but um, I get like this thing that I feel like my body's going to take over and and throw me off. <laughs> so Bro, you don't trust yourself. Yeah. It's not that I don't trust my physical self. I think, ooh, what if my mind just for a split second goes jump. There's a word for this. There's, there's a term for this and it's and, and they talk about it in meditation. It's your – I can't remember the term but it's basically exactly what you're describing. It's the thoughts that we have yeah. that are not conscious or intentional thoughts that are very damaging either to yourself or to someone else. Like okay. I have one where where I have that, that same one, okay. but the one that I have is when I'm at, I'm at like the train. I'm waiting for the train and there's oh, the yellow line no. and there's a woman there like just standing a little bit too close. I'm like, oh, kick her. She probably, probably shouldn't kick her. Am I going to kick her? Is this going to stay on the yeah. podcast? <laughs> yeah. And there's that part of me that's like, oh, I just kick her on. <laughs> and then I, then I go, no, I, I won't do it. I probably won't do it. But there's that little part of me that's going, you just kick her. I'm glad you got that second part that kicks in straight after. Nah, don't well, do it. Because the eh? second part's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I know you're not going to do it, but don't even pretend to think about it, you idiot, and beats the living shit out of me, which well, is, I guess, what happens with everybody. One of the military tests is um, one of the psych questions, which I found out which made sense. They they asked the question, I think it's only in the US military, but they asked the question, um, if you were standing on a ledge, would you want to jump? And right. you go, yeah, I would. And they go, oh, you're suicidal? And you go, oh, no, I wouldn't. And they go, oh, you're not a risk taker? <laughs> oh geez yeah so it's wow. an interesting like little head screw because you've got to work wow. out justify what your answer is yeah because they want people who are going to take risks and think out of the box but obviously they also don't want people who are reckless right yeah so there's no right answer it just depends on how it fits with the rest of your answers yeah wow so i thought that was interesting little note there. yeah that's <laughs> kind of that's a real that, that that could really break someone i guess if you are the kind of person who's on the edge. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, uh, uh, I'll jump. Let me jump. <laughs> do you yeah. reckon? Do you reckon that thought's real though? Like that thought that's like jump or kick yeah. her, or do you think it's just like the hypothetical of of the array of options and the extremes that could play yeah. out? Even guess, though you'd never would. Yeah, you know, I guess. What do you mean by real? Well, I guess. I guess like in your um in your parameter of identity, I would never assume that you would actually like if you called me up and went, I just kicked a woman on a train. I'd go, <laughs> oh, that's out of character for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that seems to be that yeah. seems to be a new occurrence. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that from the very little that I've learned about this state of mind that we we all possess, 
it's like a it's just a pattern. It's like a um unless it unless it for certain disturbed individuals it's not. And yeah, that, right. that voice yeah, is right. too loud. But the, it's the same thing with the heights. Like, do you get it? If you're at a height, there's a part of you that goes, I, Oh, should I jump off and just see what it's like? I get I just I fear um I'm not afraid of heights, but I have I'm afraid of falling, if that mm. makes sense. Like I have this thing where I'll get if I can see below my feet and I'm like super high up. I get this thing of like, oh, this is inhumane. I shouldn't even be up here. Like yeah. I need to be on the ground. Yeah. Something yeah. in my head goes, this uh, this isn't right. I think that's a completely pussy no. thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I yeah. can't talk. Jesus. Yeah. I like remember- I just I watched that movie Skyscraper the other day where, oh, the, yeah. where the rock um, just climbs up a skyscraper <laughs> yeah. and saves yeah. his family, which is obviously it's very a documentary, real. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. a documentary. Yeah. And I got I shat my pants when he was going up that right. You're sweaty? Yep, got oh, sweaty, yeah. ankles. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. Kenny goes, watch this, bro. You hate heights. I was like, yeah, I can watch this. It's fine. And he's literally scaling this thing. And every 30 seconds I'm like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly. So that's a horror film for you. Literally. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I do sweat and. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty big fear of mine. Yeah, but flying's fine in a sense. Yeah, I don't mind right. the height of when I'm in a plane. Anyway. The vehicle element of flying, I think, really makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But see, there's there's a, there's a level beyond where where you're at. I think you and I kind of are the same. Where it's like, not any normal human. There's something wrong with you if you aren't afraid a little bit, mm. because you sh- you know we're unsafe. It's there's a chance that you could fall, and that's right. bad. That's just yeah. a natural instinct. Mm. Then. Then there's where you're at, Toddy, where you it's a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more irrational, perhaps. Yeah. But then there's the next level. And I remember there was a guy in in high school. Granted, we we're probably only 13, 14, but we were on this this ropes course on a camp, on a school camp, and we mm. were and we were probably probably six feet off the ground. And we're and there's these ropes between trees, and you're and you're carabined on and you're attached, and there's a person with you. Yeah, and then that. each kid has to go through the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And you step on the different <clears throat> maybe one of them's planks and they're wobbly and you can hold onto the thing above you. And it's, you know, a bit of a thrill. And then, but there was this one kid and he was just absolutely crippled with fear. Mm. I think he pissed himself. He was so genuinely, he was, he was, he was crying. They couldn't get him down because he was so terrified. It was just every, his whole body just got completely taken over with fear. What was his full name? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> where does he live hey? yeah yeah so i don't know if he's gotten over that i hope so yeah but that but see that's where it's like that'll take over your life in certain ways oh for sure for sure like yeah. i don't know if he could go on a plane no 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 that well yeah. even even stepping up onto the plane would be the problem because it's you know you're off the ground how does he's he go with stairs gap. yeah <laughs> have you um have you heard of eft bro uh emotional freedom technique no i haven't it's interting because I, I, I sort of I was doing some research on this a couple of years ago, and essentially it's it's tapping. So you find different um, pressure points and you tap them while you repeat this reverse psychological statement, and it's meant to trick your brain into letting that go. Wow. And I've seen people that have been like crippled with heights like that um, in these YouTube videos, and they get them to scale their emotional feeling on one to 10 and it will start at a 10. And then after like a couple minutes of this tapping, it goes down to like two or one, or it doesn't even exist. So it's like, think about that thing that made you terrified. Does it exist? And they're like, no, it's not there. Wow. It's really quiet. And so what they're addressing it emotionally as the, as the person's yeah, so touching they, their they, body. You can, someone can tap you or you can tap it yourself and you say, um, 
in a roundabout way, even though I have this insert fear, I deeply love and accept myself. Mm-hmm. And you, you essentially continue on that, that sort of, um, that cycle of, of that uh, patterning and tapping. And dude, it's crazy. I've done it with like not wanting chocolate. I've wow. been like, even though I want this bar of chocolate and, and for a second, even if it's placebo, you're kind of free for a second. It's really quite trippy. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is that, so is, anyone at home, look up EFT. Yeah. And uh, if you're afraid of heights, maybe it'll help. That's fascinating. That well, well, you know, there's I don't know how much science there is behind this, but about us storing emotional stress and pressures in your physical body. Mm. Like sometimes in in a real hardcore yoga class, right at the end of it, for some reason I just start crying. Right. Not very often, but yeah. I I just it's like I'm overwhelmed with gratitude and it's this yeah. and I'm sitting there, you know, it's, it's predominantly women who do yoga classes. So I'm lying there, you know, with all these, you know, my wife's beside me and there's all these, and I'm just sitting there trying my best not to <laughs> sob. And you feel safe. You're in a safe space. I do yeah. feel safe. Yeah. There's not, <laughs> there's not too many dudes around me that I have to try and be macho about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can actually just, just have a little, have a little sob. No, I, I get that yeah. way too sometimes. Like if I, if I feel like I've exerted myself or if I've, if I've, pushed through something there's just that sense where you're completely at peace but cathartic too Mm. and even if you're crying it's not necessarily that you're sad it's just that maybe you were storing something that you had no conscious idea of you know absolutely um yeah i I cry if i stretch sometimes yeah and i'm like oh that feels so much better you You just gotta let it out man yeah yeah i think in the in the west we don't we aren't really in touch with that Mm. that kind of Mind, body, emotional state connection as much mm. as they are in the East. Yeah, you know, these these spiritual yogis and and these they're all about it. I mean, from from my understanding, yoga, I mean, means unity. But the practice of it, they used to do it because it would prepare them for a meditation. Right. So you so you oh, yeah. you do the yoga class, and then you're ready to sit for you know however yeah, long that you makes sit sense. for. Because yeah. when I sit and. You, they, you know, they try and have you cross-legged in meditation. Mm. My legs, I'm so conscious of how uncomfortable my legs are. So <laughs> it takes me out of the meditation. So yeah. I totally get how that would help. Because yeah, you'd you do sit it. there and you go, oh, I'm legged as a feather now. Yeah. <laughs> I need exactly. to lean my back onto a wall because my cross yeah. legs, I, I feel like oh, I don't know what's going on with my body, but whenever I'm cross-legged, it hurts my legs. Yeah. If I'm like that for yeah. five or ten minutes, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I used to sit cross-legged all the time in school and now I'm like, nah. Nah. <laughs> Is that normal? Well, it it's not, not. Well, it's because you have so little muscle mass on your legs. <laughs> <laughs> so top-heavy. It's all front delts. <laughs> they're getting bigger now. Come, look, come touch them. Are they getting there? Yeah, they're getting bigger, mate. All right. They're very nice. Can you insert a sound effect of like a ping? Yeah. <laughs> ping yeah, something really ping. small and light. Ping, ping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Staggles. That's, that's, that's good. And the calves. You see these calves? They're still there. They're massive. They are insane. And I've never done a calf raise in my life. Ever? I did it once. I did it once. I was like, that's bullshit. That's a horrible experience. And I had to walk around on my toes for three days. And I was like, well, I don't need to do them. They're already monstrous. They are monstrous. Does anyone else in your family have massive calves? Dad's calves are pretty good, but yeah. I think it's more so there's something going on with my hips and my feet go out and, and the way that I walk, I think just somehow. Yeah, a bit pumps of a duck. It, yeah, pumps it right <laughs> into my calves. Got it. I've got a couple of nice little drumsticks right here. Have you seen Lukey Hemsworth's calves? He's ridiculous. You've seen his forearms? They're giant. They're bigger than my thighs. They're massive. <laughs> yeah. 
He's a, his calves look fake. Yeah. They're like, what? Did you have an op on them? Yeah, yeah. He's a, ridiculous. He's a dense boy, isn't he? He is. They yeah. all are. I'd smash them all, but they yeah. are dense. Yeah. <laughs> Again, one of those hypothetical things where you can say it when we're sitting here. Yeah. And, yeah. I get them on the show. Yeah. Smash them. And all three of them are like, I'm sorry, what did you say, mate? Yeah. Hey? Huh? Yeah. All 12 of their dogs descend upon yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Their wives, everybody. It's just all, it's just all on. Speaking of Hemsworth time, we. How, that's how we know each other, home and away time, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Was... I uh, I met you as uh, your arch nemesis on home and away that's for right. a little short period. Yep. I was raping your girlfriend, date date raping people. Oh. Don't yeah. recommend that, anyone. Don't try that at <laughs> home. Yeah, it was just great. a TV yeah. show. Yeah. Probably, And it's funny, something that, that probably shouldn't need to be said, but it does. Yeah. Don't rape anyone. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Freaking hell. Yeah, that was – yeah, so we met each other there on that and then – you two worked with each other on. Yep. Life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's how we. I can't believe that's. Yeah, it's funny when you think about that friend connection f- that's been so solidified from that show. I mean, that show <laughs> creates lifelong mm. friends. It's Absolutely. amazing. Um, well, yeah. it's, it's hard work. It is. Yeah, you experience the full range, the full spectrum when you're there together. I mean, it's also that I don't. That's what I think that is an interesting thing about what people don't necessarily get until you sort of work in the industry is you're there for 12, 14 hour days, monstrous um, hours each week. And you go through that such a plethora of emotions too for your characters, but then also that downtime between shots and takes and sets and you experience everything together. You sort of, you spend more time with them as far as family's concerned and partner's Mm. concerned that you do in the whole year that you're with your actual partner. Yeah. So the friendships and the connections you build are in, Incredible. Yeah, because you're not – the majority of the time you're not working. You're waiting mm. for lighting or something. Mm. You're sitting and yeah. waiting and just hanging out. Mm. You've got nothing to do but get to know mm. each other. Yeah. And then when you are working, you've got to be relatively vulnerable to be acting. Yeah. Yeah, Because you, you're, yeah. you're pretending to be something else and you have to kind of give yourself over to that. So it's mm. – <clears throat> No, no, sorry. You go. It's, oh, it's impossible not to get a bond with people. Yeah. I was just going to say, have you guys found that your actor mates – you're almost closer with them than other friends because you feel like you've lived another life with them in a way and it's been really short and quick. It's like mm. you don't really have a choice to kind of, you know, if you're working in, a, in an office on a laptop, you're not really talking to your colleagues about their day and what's going on for them, but we kind of have to. Well, can mm. I actually, I've actually sort of worked out what I think that is too on uh, reflecting over the last sort of decade. I think it's because... Quite often, like an actor is required to be quite emotionally available and open. And I think thrown into kind of the pressure cooker of being with someone for 14 hours a day, you naturally open up to those people Mm. and have conversations with, I mean, we've all had conversations as us boys, like within a couple of years of knowing each other that potentially people might not ever have in their entire lifetime, you know, um, so I think that kind of accelerates the friendship into a deeper level, like mm. really rapidly. Mm. And then from there, you've kind of you've kind of solved all the life problems and opened up more than your vulnerability mm. more than you ever have before. So therefore it accelerates that friendship and then accelerates the bond. And therefore you have this deep connection now that you sort of have solidified forever mm. that's mm. kind of been my take on it because i'm mm. like why why does that happen in sort of a regular when i say regular i mean let's say an office situation i just mm-hmm. don't think a there's not necessarily the geographical closeness that you have 
with each other like on set but also B, a lot of the actors that we work with, they're so emotionally um, and sort of socially available mm-hmm. so you connect rapidly, you know. You're also thrown into these very close environments. Um, but, yeah, that tacking on to what you said, Kane, about that, I think that's like – I think that's so true because I've always wondered why – I always have this closeness and this bond to, you know, you guys and to other actors that I've worked with in the past and they've become best mm. friends yep. instantly almost. Mm. And I always find, this is funny too, I always find from every cast that I've worked on, one maximum two people you'll get out of it usually that will be a lifelong mm. friend. Yeah. That's true. Nearly yeah. every every cast I've worked with, every set, um, Yep, from what I can think of right now, it's been one, if not two, probably home and away a few more because it was such a dense cast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but that's what I love about it because there's no bullshit. There's no fluff. Yeah. You're yeah, just yeah. straight into the deep conversations. And, yeah. and spending that much time together, mm. just hanging out, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's, hard to be, it's hard to be kind of anything other than what you are. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, talking about the office situation, you know, in an office situation, you're 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 almost discouraged from talking about your feelings. Sure. You know, that's not professional. Whereas in an acting world, that's what you're doing. Yeah. They may yeah. not be your personal feelings, but they're your personal feelings about the character that you're mm. portraying mm. of their feelings. So yeah. instantly, you you just cracked open. You just have to kind of have that level of openness, which in in turn is going to bond you to people. That's what I, I think. I mean, so so like uh, cliche, but that's what I love about actors. Yeah, I think that's what I why I love the industry. I mean, you have wankers, obviously, mm-hmm. and actors have a bad name, and I see why they have a bad name. There's so many half wits and ego and yeah, just crap. Well, what? that's the people that are that are doing that the way they're behaving outside of the work. Mm-hmm. Actors Correct. actors outside of being on set are a very different thing to being on set. You know, mm-hmm. and there are some people who, when they're on set. They're more so worried about what they're going to do when they're offset with their profile or whatever it might mm. be. Oh, they don't care about the work; they just care mm. about the validation. I mean, yeah. we all know people like that, yeah. and that's the disappointing thing. But then, you know, I feel like a certain percentage of of actors just oh, I just think they're just gems, just so available and yeah. so in tune mm. emotionally, and yeah, and that and that kind of tortured element to them, you know, mm. constantly searching. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm that I'm, I I get it. I resonate yeah. with that. I, and never fulfilled. I love that idea of that constantly searching for to better yourself and to be more emotionally available and to have deeper conversations and search and explore kind of humanity and the human experience. And mm-hmm. I think that's why you sort of stick around with each other. I think that's sort mm-hmm. of that understanding. Well, know? it can be hard. I mean, even having conversations like this can be hard work for some people. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I, I've, I've discovered living here and you know having you guys as mates and then going out and meeting new people and having new friends and some of them american and whatever but this is rare like people don't always communicate like this so rare and you know yes we're mic'd right now but even if these weren't here this would still be what we would be talking about and how we would be discussing it um and i value that in such a big way and it and i kind of get tripped out sometimes and I need to be better with understanding other people have different experiences, but I don't understand sometimes how people can function at a true level and not have these sort of conversations or these, these kinds of inquiries into self or, Mm. you know, what's your truth? Ours, we express it through music and acting and writing. And there are some people that just don't at all. 
don't express, don't share, don't, yeah. you know, and it's like, whoa, okay. A, a good friend of mine who is, mm-hmm. who is studying to become a clinical psychologist mm-hmm. and he can't, I'm hopefully going to get him on the podcast at some point. He's in New Zealand and he works on one of the helplines, the lifeline, oh, you know, God. talking people through tough situations. Wow, and he's, amazing. he's just full of nuggets of gold. That guy. Like he said something to me the other day. He goes, and it was like, it was, a, it was a quote. It was perfect. He said, um, he said, it's hard to be honest around people you don't know, but if you aren't honest, you'll spend your life around people you don't know. Hmm. And I, yeah, and he just said it in a in a conversation, and hmm. I went, wait, 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 stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, let me write it down. Let me write, write an essay again. Yeah. Say that again. It's, it's, it's hard. hard to be honest around people you don't know. Mm-hmm. That's pretty easy to grasp. Yeah, but if you aren't honest, you'll spend your life around people you don't know. Hmm. Okay, that taps into something I was just thinking that when Kane was talking because yeah. I I was looking at you explain that situation and I'm like, yeah, but what you need is people around you that will also mm. help you open up into that space. Mm. I think that's a difficult thing. I always love when we have people like new friends come in to, you know, a social environment and then you watch them open up mm. and sort of start to express themselves in a way that they haven't before because they might not be around people who express themselves yeah. that way. Yeah, um, there's not an environment for them to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I, even even I love seeing, you know, the experience that Jordan, my fiancé, is having where she always talks about it. She's like, whoa, coming into your friend's circle, it was so honest and open and and uh, always reflecting on life and, and the human experience and bettering ourselves and opening up. She's like, I just didn't really necessarily come from that in her, in her friends group and you don't really think about it until someone reflects on it and you're like mm. oh that is true that's kind of that kind of is how we are and i love it yeah um, but until you're surrounded by that and then i've seen jordan open up in that sense as yeah. well and being able to explore different ideas and she studied to be a psychologist initially in college and didn't didn't do her full degree but she's so interested in it so coming into our space it was almost like a little sort of um psych room i guess yeah, to yeah, agree yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're doing auditions all the time here, so I think, like, we sort of get into a mode of always trying to find truth, you mm-hmm. know, and just no BS, no bullshit. Yeah. Like, I think living here in L.A. and particularly in this industry, there's a lot of BS. Oh, yep. Like, like It's hard work. To, yeah. to the point where it's just like, guys, what are you doing? Like, oh, yeah. This is this is just ridiculous. So yeah, having that having that having that community is is super important. Anthony yeah. Mandel says it perfectly. He's an acting coach here that we go to, and in uh, in based in LA, he's got studios all around the world though. And he says the best quote is is he says the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah, that's how he describes the industry because they're nutbags. Mm. They're yeah. people in positions of power and creative decisions that have absolutely no creative idea what's going on at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Inmates are running the asylum because yeah. it's true. You're like, how are you making those decisions and what are you doing? Yeah. How are you holding yourself like that and these are the choices that you're making? Disgusting, you know, um, yeah. and yeah. with such vanity and vapidness and uh, shallowness. But, yeah, it, that's the best way to explain it. There's yeah. a very small amount of people I feel, like 20% yeah. of the industry here that – Cuckoo. No, they get it. I think 80% Oh, right, they actually get it. Oh, I reckon 80%, maybe 75% are not just not there. The 25% though that are here for the right reason and put the work in and understand Mm. what we're doing and why we want to be here and are fueled by the passion of it as opposed to – 
the reward of it. Yeah. You know? It's so rare. It's a very, very odd industry. Oh, it's so odd. And, I mean, you've, you've just, you just flew back to Australia to mm. live and you're back for a week and a bit. Weeks, yeah. how's, mm. it, how's it been being back? Oh, it, it's, it, it's such a relief being, being back in Australia or back in LA? Both. How does it? So being, yeah. living in Australia has been a real relief. Yeah. Now we're, granted we're on the northern beaches of Sydney, which is a beautiful part of the world and, and everybody's just, you know, kind of having babies and, and, and being, being relaxed yeah, and calm yeah. and, you know, everyone <laughs> owns their own business and it's, yeah. all, it's, all pretty, it's all pretty casual. Yeah. And there's not a, we were talking about this, there's not a crackhead in sight and there's yeah. not a, you'd never hear a car horn or anything like that. It's a completely no. different way of life. So on that and there's the beach, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, on that side of things, it's really, really, it's a relief. Mm. And then coming back, because um, that's part of why we left, because just the day-to-day of living here, mm. it's just, it's just been, it was just a bit much, to be honest. I was just not enjoying my life mm-hmm. being here. Mm-hmm. And, and there weren't enough opportunities coming at me and I wasn't in a state of mind to be going and getting these opportunities because I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, yep. So I just thought I just got to I just got to enjoy my life a bit and now mm-hmm. I can come and go. And now since coming back for a couple of weeks and doing this and hanging out with my friends and actually I've been more productive in the last two weeks than I have in months. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and it's and and now I came to the conclusion yesterday that. I like LA again. Mm-hmm. I really like it because I get to leave it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make you guys feel bad, but it's no. just <laughs> for me yeah, yeah, personally. Yeah. It's that's what's working for me to yeah. being able to go. I can step away and then I can feel excited about it, mm. and then be excited to come back rather than I'm here and I'm stuck here. Right. And I just kind of get, I just was getting in this in this like downward spiral of of just sitting and waiting for things to come to me and being unhappy and and trying to find motivation that I couldn't find and mm. and just kind of not not socializing and networking because I couldn't deal with the bullshit and mm. and, and it was just it, it became a bit of a, a bit of a poisonous place and then I got my wife with me and she doesn't want to be here in the first place she's here for me and she's not in the industry at all so she's just kind of sitting around and she was a real trooper man she mm. she hung out here for ages I love that you're talking about this because I have so many parallels I mean I live with Kane so we have so many parallels with that with like because we're just about to go back yeah. Only for an extended period, but enough to be like, yeah, because when we land in Australia, it is you feel your entire soul and mind release. That's how I describe it. It's like I, the, I, the way I described it two years ago was like it feels like I have tunnel vision with my soul and my mind. When I land in Australia, it like opens up my mm-hmm. perspective and mm-hmm. my view. Condensed here with the bullshit, the sounds, the atmos, the air, the environment is very chaotic, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Unless you've got a billion dollars and you live in Malibu, then like yep. LA's mm. dope. And that's why you do it because you that's don't right. really live in LA. 100%. You're gone. You go, yeah. I'm getting the hell out of here. And that's what the yeah. people who can afford to do. Mm. I'm excited for that feeling of having – because I've always said if I got a job in LA – I would, I would love it. Like if I was yeah. shooting something because mm-hmm. yep. then you can choose where you live a little bit more but also you're there with a purpose. We mm-hmm. always talk about this. Kane and I have conversations about this all the time about the city. Like if we got to shoot in Atlanta, for example, we'd be there tonight because yep. Atlanta just has a different energy and yep. Georgia is amazing, different environment and everything. But I'm looking forward. I like that you said that because I'm looking forward to that feeling of like, oh, I'm looking forward to go back to mm-hmm. LA for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And not have it be. I mean, I, I'm in a different situation. I have a family too, as well. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan, as well, just is like, nah, no, no more LA. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Because yeah. also, yeah. it's about as family friendly as 
you know, the Sahara. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, you, it's like there's nothing to do here with family. It's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so mate, Northern that. Beaches, dude, it's just, it's just all like every time I walk the dog in the morning, it's just all young mums with prams. Yeah. Oh. You ran into my yeah. sister. I did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, a couple yeah. of times. We're in Gamore. Yeah, she's yeah. like right around the corner. Yeah. 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 And her little rugrats running around the yeah. place. Yeah. And it, dude, I mean, literally, they wake up, they look left, they look right, they cross the street, they're at the beach. Yep. Like it's it's Nuts. insane. And, and I mean, we all grew up that way. Yeah. So. Coming to the concrete jungle here is yeah, a bit of a, a, bit of a there's shock. Yeah, something in, even, you know, and they've got beaches here, but you just, and I don't want to sound like a, you know, a <laughs> no, say poncy prat, but Australian shit. beaches are way <laughs> but it is, better. But it is what it is. That's, yeah. that, that's, just a, that's just a fact. That's why I never would go to the beach when I lived here. Yeah. Because never. compared to the, the beaches that I'm used to, mm-hmm. they're shit. Mm-hmm. And I might step on a needle. Yeah. <laughs> and you go to your beach at Collaroy and there might be one person and a seagull on the beach. Yeah, here it's literally like, on a busy day. Yeah. Everyone and some petroleum yeah. just washing up too. It, yeah. oh, you know, I went for a walk down Venice and looked under my at my feet and I had oil on, on my bare fucking feet. Great. Uh, Great. Filth. Yeah. I was like, I'm never coming back here yeah. again. And also I've got no cash in my wallet because I got hustled by someone trying to sell me hip hop. <laughs> oh my God. And I just sat in this traffic for 14 hours. Yeah, couldn't yeah. get a park. Yeah. Paid $38 for an hour parking. Well, yeah. we, we're in Manly. For shooting Bike Club, that Channel Nine series yeah, I man. did, and Jesus, like, talk about paradise. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the greatest experiences we've we've ever had. Yeah. and and we've never said this, but when we landed in Manly, we went for the the classic walk. The morning went out, we're like, oh. There's actual people here <laughs> who are working out just because they want to be fit, yeah. not because they're an insta whore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and I was right. like, great. Oh, dogs. No. Lovely. Yeah. Everyone's friendly. And my, my, my favorite one is you go, walk past someone and go, hello. And they go, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> they look you in the eyes. G'day, and they go, mate. Hello. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. And we and yeah. the morning after we, we arrived at the, the place we're staying there, Jay and I were like, I could live here. It Man, was yeah. that quick. Of Manly's a shift. amazing, dude. I spent a lot of time in Manly. Yeah. Oh, and people who um, actually surf there—not just for Instagram as well, which is great—they like yeah. to ride their surfboards, mm. not just to take a photo of them holding the surfboard. And yeah, I was like, yeah. good on you guys. Yeah. You actually, so hang on, a minute, hang on. You're having fun. Is that, is that the purpose of this? You're getting connected with the ocean, and that's all. No, without your phone, yeah, what's right. going on? Why don't you Crazy. have a waterproof case? <laughs> You've got to document it or it didn't happen. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could live in Northern Beaches in yeah. a heartbeat again. I was talking with um, with Jimmy yesterday about one thing about LA that I really don't don't miss is the hustle. And that word, like what, you know, if you break down what that word actually means, it means to, it means to rip someone off. If you've been hustled. Right, yeah. You've been ripped off. Yet. It's become like there's that song every day I'm hustling. You know, mm. it's it's become a celebrated word where mm. you're encouraged to hustle all the time. I mean, I know it can also mean hurry, work for it as yeah. well too. But yeah, there's but that yeah. the the essential element of the word is like you hustle someone mm. and you do it. It's like you you need to hurry up with what you're doing because I need it. It doesn't matter what you need. I need it to so hustle. Right. You know, and I'm hustling. Like yeah, and it's just so prevalent here that 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 kind of I guess I'm just me and Laurel are just we're just too sensitive. Like it just it just kind of upsets me, and and I and I feel that as you were saying, when you land in the in Sydney, mm. you get there and there's just this weight lifted off. Mm. I just feel that weight here if I'm here for too long, too much. Mm. And then, yeah. yeah. On the flip side of that, which which I guess could be put in the same realm as hustle, but completely different feel. What I do love about the city is the energy 
and the drive here mm. yeah. for opportunity. It is unbelievable. Like it Absolutely. makes Australia feel like it's just a country town. Mm. Yeah. That, that, so it's sort of, you know, ebbs and flows because you come here and you're like, literally tomorrow morning I could step into a room and it could change my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Sydney everything moves a lot slower and the industry is a lot smaller. But yeah. I know what you mean. It's it's There's a difference between hustling just for the sake of this money, you know, ego drive, mm. but then there's also opportunity here. So you've got to find that balance totally to be right. able to. And it's so exciting here. Exactly. The positives are it is, it is just an exciting place to be. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I guess you can get caught up in that hustle kind of thing, but if you can – keep good friends around you mm. um, and have a network, then it's much easier to go, you know what, no, no, I'm going to remove myself from the junk but still stay excited about yeah. about the good stuff. Yeah. Because there's, you're dead right. There's a lot going on. Ugh. I mean the industry is changing very, very much and very quickly but it's there's a lot going on. Uh, and it's an interesting yeah. culture as well. This yes. town, I don't know if anyone's – if you haven't been to LA, it's – First things first, it's not what you think it is. It's filthy. Oh, filth. <laughs> but it, it, it trips me out that when they have the Oscars, they have a red carpet running along um, Hollywood and then it stops at Highland and then yeah. right there at Highland is a row of homeless people. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> and you've got these black SUVs pulling in, Meryl Streep stepping out, everyone gowned, looking lovely, and there's a guy holding a sign saying, anyone got a dollar? And yeah. it's like, that is LA. Yep. If you haven't been here, it's, it's literally... Money, wealth, and then a line in the sand and then poverty. Yep. I'm not going to lie without being, you know, oh, turning this into like some pessimistic kind of reflection. By the way, this episode is sponsored by LA Tourism too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come and get the sunny beaches. Yeah. 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 I do struggle with this being a reflection of humanity and I guess I'm glad that it isn't because Jordan always talks about it too. She's from Georgia. She says it's just not a reflection of America at all. And I agree because I've been to a lot of other parts of the States. But yeah. when you look, you know, five minutes down the road, you have Beverly Hills and you have opulence and gross income and wealth. What do you call it? Like wealth um, where you hoard it all. Not wealth gathering. Accumulated. Accumulation yeah, like types of Yeah, of and then resources just being. Yeah, just, yeah. just, just humped into this man away. Yeah. <laughs> And there's people there who literally can't get access to a meal, which is our basic, in, you know, our basic need for survival. And you're just walking around going, does anyone really give a shit? Like if you look at it, if, I always think if I was an alien, I look down at this city and I look down and I go, okay, so why are all these people living on the street and can't mm. get clean water or have a meal but the people five minutes away? Yeah. Well, there's um, a bed shop next to them with, with 70 beds in there. Yeah. But they're not allowed to sleep on them. Mm. But so all these people <laughs> over here have hundreds of millions yeah. or tens of millions and why aren't they, fix, why aren't they helping anyone? The existential crisis, bro. That's I feel it. it every day, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's you know as I said I don't want to be pessimistic, but from a humanity perspective, if you were an alien looking down, you'd be like, what the "Fuck, are you guys doing? <laughs> um, how how is this happening?" Yeah, and yeah. I understand they can't fix everything just because you have money. That's not about it's not about well, you're in a you know a privileged position, you have to help. But it's just funny from a humanitarian perspective that there is such poverty here and degradation but on yep. the on the flip side five minutes down mm. the road you have the the highest of opulence it's mm. it's something that is really exciting from an lgbtq 
point or any a humanity point, but they just uh, built and opened uh, a new uh, shelter for homeless LGBT youth oh, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, in Santa Monica, yeah, which is awesome yeah. because it's massive and it's like, okay, we're actually making an effort here to to fix this in some regard, yeah. even if it's just a branch off of the LGBT community, like and who cares? Mm-hmm. Like start somewhere. more of that, you yeah, know, yeah, more exactly. of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, life's tough enough figuring out growing up as it is, let alone if you feel like you're misunderstood and, and mm, yeah. uh, unaccepted, mm-hmm. being able to have a place where you can be with other people. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. you can be safe. Yeah. Even if it's just for the night. That's, mm. I went in there. I was privileged enough to go in there. My friend Max, he's got like a million subscribers on Instagram and he got invited to go and talk to these to these homeless kids mm. and he wanted me to go because he wanted to talk about getting into media and like being an actor, being a model, being a writer, being an editor and he just wanted me to kind of share my stories. It was one of the most touching things I've ever done. I, I walked inside. I got to see the pigeonholes where they put their bags um, going in, saying hi to them. Some are watching TV. Then they have this um, rack of clothes that they can put on so that they can go to job interviews. Wow. Suits, dresses, ties. How, how old are these? What's the age range of these kids? They, they're teens. So they would be anywhere from like 14 to 18. Yep. And um, they had a certain amount of beds in there and they were taking care of these kids. But, dude, like talking to these to these young people who wanted to learn and and were marginalised and outcast and – it was just amazing, and to just to just to be in there for a, a split second and see the work that those people were doing was like, oh, that just brought so much joy to my heart. Mm. And I was like, there needs to be more of that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you've got a little bit of money, throw it that throw it that mm. way. Yeah. You know, imagine yeah. if do those something kids with it. Who grew up with that that status got to see that for two minutes, mm-hmm. it would be a real wake-up call because mm. they're just oh, yeah. so separated from reality and what people's hardships are. And that's part – you know, another cliche thing I guess sounds, but that's part of the reason why I want to be successful because you want to be able to hand that over and totally. help other people. Yeah. If you're in a position of that kind of opulence and that kind of power or status or, you know, financial standing – it is your duty to you have help. An obli- I believe you have an obligation mm. to. Mm. Absolutely, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. What are you doing with it all? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. There, there's. I was. I, I. I was watching some documentary. And there's. There's like a, a, an amount of wealth that you get, um, and anything beyond that, your happiness levels, they don't. They don't improve. Mm. Yeah. In fact, there's a level that it gets to where they actually get worse. Because you have right. more response, and and I think that the initial amount that we're, that you need to reach, and then anything beyond, is something like uh, 120 grand a year, or maybe it was even 70 grand a year, or mm. something. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of money, you know. Because once your once your normal, obviously living resources are met, and you have some play money, anything beyond that, it doesn't it doesn't hit the spot. Wow. And you see all this this. If you ever see footage of, of places when, when people go to places that are in a really bad way. But yet these kids that are running around on the street with a deflated soccer ball playing playing some sport, uh, Happy. the happiest kids. Mm-hmm. Joyous. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're, they're in touch with their humanity, with being alive. In and touch they, is the key. Yeah. They're everyone, So many people here are out of touch. Yeah. I think that's part of the, you know, it's it's not a, a ratting thing, but it's it's part of the difficulty here where you just see so many people out of touch. 
So it's difficult to mm. feel grounded and feel like there's this community here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. There, d- yeah. there seems to be a distinct lack of community. And maybe the LGBTQ community is even more grounded because they, they, they're banding together and they're, they're, they've got common ground. I well, agree. this is actually interesting. Pride was just this weekend. Yeah. And in Boston, they were talking about having a straight pride. Right. <sighs> Because <laughs> the straight people needed to rally and feel good about themselves. That's right. every day, dickheads. <laughs> Thank you. And this is this is interesting because when you're just talking about like a marginalized community or a community that has needed to fight for who they are since Stonewall 50 years ago, it's like, do, do you really need a straight yeah. pride? Maybe turn on right. ESPN and take a look at all the sport that you've got there. And yeah, maybe mate. that's yeah. your pride. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. I, I found that really. I don't know. It's like there's always another thing and there's always right. another thing and it's just like, yeah, okay, guys. I can't even give those things the time anymore. Like when I hear about them, I just like, cool, mate. All right, yeah. see you. You'll be done in 60 years. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, so much of mentality here needs to die. I just said it to Jordan last night. Like so much of mentality here needs to actually die out. Mm-hmm. It is so ingrained that it is like racism um, and the segregation here and the hate. Um, it's like you you you're not gonna you're not gonna coach that out of people. Mm-hmm. That that generation needs to sort of start to die out. Um, and it's interesting how things are changing, like the way corporations are run. Uh, you know, we're kind of seeing it happen with these um, with the tech corporations, and the more mm-hmm. the, the young when you have a younger CEO as opposed to an older CEO, there's whether mm-hmm. they're whether it's been passed down to them, and they seem to have the same values as the older person. There's they've grown up in a different world. Yeah. So it's going to morph and change as time goes on. It's going to be very interesting as these, the, the balance of the progressive values and the conservative values and getting that right is going to be very interesting as time goes on. And I'm, I'm excited about it. It's terrifying because things aren't looking good. You know, the next 30 years are going to be pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. It looks like things are going to get a bit, a bit warm and a bit wet mm. um, in, on the earth. But other than that, well, let's see what happens, you know, because we've got to fix some problems. Mm. There's a um, there's a documentary coming out by Leonardo DiCaprio about climate change, yes. and I saw the trailer for it. I don't know if it's out yet. Fire and ice, or ice fire, wasn't it? Something, mm, ice fire, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But basically, in the trailer, this gentleman was talking about how profits are now going to be in fixing the planet rather than destroying it. So technology that mm. can reverse this and reverse, reverse that and replan this and do that, that's where the money's going to go because we're fucked if we keep destroying it. So that kind of gave me a little bit of hope into thinking that, okay, the next wave of entrepreneurs are actually going to be people who give a fuck and want to mm. change things. And incentivized to do it. Mm. Because yeah. let's be honest, most of them are doing it for financial gain. So if your oh, yeah. financial gain is going to be rewarded based on climate control and and – resolving the problems mm. then sweet yeah you can have yeah. you take the money I'm take the money yeah, exactly yeah. it doesn't matter as long as you're if your agenda is making money we'll just yes. change how to make the money correct mm-hmm. correct yeah. positively yeah 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 what what do you guys think about the um the climate deniers it's an interesting it's an interesting see, here's the thing i always try and stay skeptical but open so to the point where i'm like i'll i'll be happily proven wrong because i'm not a scientist i haven't done the work but I 
just feel like there's some things that are changing. You know? like, <laughs> I mean, when you when, when when almost every month people are like, oh, it's a bit hot, a bit hotter than it was last year, you kind of go, well, okay, maybe that's just a sign in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. In Australia, it's it's cold when it should be hot. It's raining when it shouldn't be. It's like... The yearly records keep changing. Yeah, it's it like changing. maybe yeah. if, that, if this was a science experiment, is it not just going to keep going the way that it's going. Yeah. Like, well, I guess the thing is, look, let's let's pretend that the climate change thing is bullshit. Then if we take the steps to because I had to vote in Australia recently and I haven't hadn't been voting because I was off the electoral roll because I was living here. Mm-hmm. So then I got back on and, and, you know, had to vote and, and for the first time I actually looked at all the parties and there were some pretty funny parties, by the way. <laughs> There's like um, there did you get the fishing party? There was the fishing. There was <laughs> yeah. like a fish, fishermen, farmers, and shooters party. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! There was another one. There's the hemp party, which is basically just trying to legalize weed. <laughs> I was like, gave yeah. them one. Great, yeah. get in there, fellas. See what you can do. Right. Yeah. But I was I was researching them anyway, and I was thinking I was looking at the greens, and I was looking at what their policies were, and I was playing this game. It's like let's pretend the greens are wrong. And that nothing is going to change and it's all just made up for whatever reason because Donald Trump's actually a genius, right? <laughs> um, and so let's say that we do put the things into play that the Greens want to do and it's wrong. Where's the downside? Correct. Okay, right. VP and big, you know, all these big companies, they don't get as much money as they have been getting. Oh, heaven oh. forbid. Heaven forbid. That's going to be awful. No Go more ahead. oil in the wa- in the ocean. Oh, oh that, is, yeah. that sucks. Less guys. mining. What? <laughs> oh, so so I can't really see there being even if it's bullshit. I'd still pre- I'd still prefer yeah. to pretend like it's not. Mm. Listen, just Google Arctic temperatures and then <laughs> get get off the internet. <laughs> like you're an idiot. <laughs> Uninstall. You Google, Google for two minutes. Yeah. Like the yeah. ice caps and the temperatures and the rising water alone. Don't you don't even have to. Look, oh, don't even look yeah. in the sky at the ozone and any other elements that are going on and what's happening to species. Yeah. Pretend that's not happening. Yeah. Just look at those elements alone. Yeah. Like it's well, undeniable. I think the thing, one of the arguments that they say is that it would happen anyway whether we're doing it or not. Again, maybe that's going to be true, but it still doesn't change the fact that life on earth is going to be shit yeah. for us. Yeah, We have to do something, whether it's our fault or not. Yeah. And again, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here because no, I don't I, buy it. I don't buy it either. And I reckon that even if we weren't here, then there would be no cars yes. on the roads. Yeah. There would be no build. Like, There'd be what a lot more kind forests of an argument is that? A lot, lot more trees. Yeah. The pro- yeah. It it has to happen. It has to happen individually, but it also happen has to happen on a commercial and corporate level. That that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, I like my brother's a mechanical engineer, and he works in. He used to work in mining elements, but. He's going into a renewable energy now because he wants to make a difference and move forward. And he's like, the level of pollution and waste created on th- on those kind of levels of companies, he said, it's unbelievable. Mm. Like, but it's not doing anything. Has no effect. Yeah, this, yeah. I don't. I can't. I can't you t- need to put it. restrictions on those those big players in shipping and mining and oil and gas and things like that. They're they're huge facilitators for that kind of pollution and stuff like that. But obviously, then it comes down to the individual too. Actually, my brother put up a really good article where I was like, it just said, don't recycle. I was like, oh, this will be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and it literally was great because it said instead of recycling, don't purchase the product to begin with. Right. Yeah, right. So find a way to stop 
the actual waste being created in the first place mm, so yeah. that we don't have to get to the level of recycling. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's an interesting one. That's a good way to look at it because everyone's like, put my milk bottle in the, ring, in the second bin. <laughs> yeah. I'm saving the planet. And you're like, yeah, but the milk bottle's been created and the waste created yeah. and, then, and that's if it gets recycled and yeah. now you can't recycle the lids but you can do the bottle or some crap. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, I like that, you know, just find yeah. ways to be able to create less waste. Yeah. First. I always do that whenever they go, do you want a, do you want a bag? You know, if, I'm, if it's something small, I was going, mm. nah, save the planet one bag at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and then and usually because they're you know, 15, they go, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walk out of Coles feeling like an accomplished Carrying man. It, yeah. Proudly. <laughs> yeah. Just trying not to drop me lemons. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, look at this, three actors. See, we've solved it. I feel oh, like we've solved I know, it. we have. These are our normal chats each morning. Yeah. yeah. We've got it. But now that's going out to the world, you guys will take care of it, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. come up with the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you guys. Pretty, pretty vague, but we've <laughs> come up with it. I'm sure there's heaps of corporations listening too. Yeah. So it's like, guys, yeah. right, pull it together, mate. Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, Big Oil is a big fan of deep and meaningfuls of Jersey. <laughs> yeah. They love a fan it. of the pod. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Speaking, of, when was Pride? Just when? Uh, well, technically, it's all month, just in different places. So, like mm. that, you know, Texas will Texas. I don't I know. I just about had them. a brain fart. Texas is a state, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I don't know how. I, I think if you ask them, they they don't even they think that they're their own country. Yeah, they think Pride is a gun. They're like Pride, Pride, gun Pride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 on uh, it's on all month. But LA Pride was this weekend, so okay. You know, had the big parade and the yeah, all and that. The, I didn't actually go out for it though. I was working, so. I remember asking a, a good a good friend of when I worked at the gym. One of my we were just we worked on the front desk and. I did the job because I got a free membership <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I barely even used it anyway. But anyway, I just naturally so swole. Yeah, yeah, yeah those <laughs> calves. These calves, yeah. <laughs> I could put my calves on my biceps. I'm <laughs> but we, and he was, it was this time last year and, and I said to him, um, he's a gay guy and I said to him, have you, are you, Pride's coming up, right? And he goes, yeah. No, I, no Pride had just been in and, and I said, Pride had been in and he goes, yeah. And I was like, what's wrong? And he goes, oh, I feel bad. I didn't really. I didn't really do any gay stuff to kind of to kind of to kind of celebrate, and I was like, "Oh." And he goes, "But I did go to a sex party on the weekend." Oh, what? and then I went, "Were there any girls there?" And he goes, "No." And I went, it's "Pretty gay, pretty gay." <laughs> you had a gay old time. He was like, "You know what? It was. It yeah. was pretty gay." I was like, "There you go, man. Get your dick wet in a bottom. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty gay. You've done it. Yeah. Tick the box." He was like, you know "During what? Pride Month." Yeah, it was just after oh, that's Pride. Representing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm pretty gay. It's yeah. like you've done it, man. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, really. really just, it, just came, it just comes naturally to him apparently. Yeah. yeah it's not yeah. a choice apparently. There must be states <laughs> here that don't celebrate it though. Um, be certain, it's got to say Alabama. Alabama. Well, yeah. Well, that's a whole other. Might have to part two that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about writing because okay. we've, we've all been we've all been writing. Mm-hmm. A bit recently, you Kenneth more so than probably most other humans. Yes, you're quite a pro- prolific I, writer, aren't you? Well, that's to be determined right. by someone else. <laughs> prolific, I guess. <laughs> I'll determine it. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. No, I I love it, man. I I I'm a budding screenwriter, and uh, I'm working on a script with my old mate to my left here, Toddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to talk about it too We don't have to talk about the, much. the, the content. Yeah. Mm. But um, I like to write. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, you know what it is, is we have this conversation all the time. It's about creating content that we care about. Yeah. yeah. So much content gets thrown in here you know, where you're like, yeah. 
Who? How, how many millions are you putting in? Yeah, this? exactly like, how I feel. Yeah. yeah. They do like yeah. 40, 50 pilots here a year, two, $3 million each pilot, throw yeah. the money away, and then they only pick up 15% of them. Mm. Yeah. And most of it's garbage. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just to kind of short, just condense the whole journey to this point, when I was a kid, I loved movies, and that was what got me into being an actor. Cut to now, you're getting scripts going into auditions and you're reading it just going, friggin' Charlie could write better than this. Todd's daughter. She's She's three. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. She's very smart though. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It just just kind of came naturally. We would just be like, oh, what about this? What about that? Oh, we'd love to see this in a film. And then we just would start. And uh, Mm. for me, writing, whether I'm actually physically typing or not is sort of irrelevant. I just need to devote time to sit at my computer and be in a headspace where I feel I can channel the story. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how it's always been for me. There's a period where I'll break break it down and, and have my outline and stuff there. But when it comes to the the actual words, I feel like it's a very um, godlike possessed process. Come through you. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know how he does it, honestly. I don't. Well, most writers in that case, but Kenny will just come out with Kenny. Well, when we say Kenny too, by the way, for everyone oh, yeah. at home, it's Kane. My nickname is and Kane. Kenneth. Kane it's just all Kane. those. Yeah. Anything with a K is usually referencing him. Yeah, just yeah. so you guys know. Yeah, um, yeah come out. Be like, I just finished a script about this clown losing his mind and blah. And you're like, whoa, yeah. spoilers. Like how, how long stuff. is it? Yeah. Eighty pages. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dialogue, because I'm not dialogue. I'm not dialogue writer. I'm sort of story and. Mm. plausibility writer type thing in the sense that we'll create the stories together and then Kane will go away and he'll write the actual nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. But I don't understand. I don't have that. I uh, miss that gene. <laughs> I, I think it's just an extension of my imagination. Like when I was younger, I just would play and with my dog, my Rottweiler. We'd run around out back and I'd create these ridiculous scenarios and it was just the two of us. So I mm. think like I've always had something in my head that's a voice, but it's not like a psychotic, schizophrenic voice. It's one yeah. that's nice and lets me write Kick stories. Yeah, it's yeah. not that one. Start writing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I'm sure if you put a GoPro on me when I'm writing, I'd look like an insane person. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, and then walking around. <laughs> you stand up and kind of flail standing. about. Yeah, and do quick kind of- jerk off break. <laughs> back at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, ease the tension. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's exactly as you're saying. There's, when you when you can kind of dive into it and figure out how to actually structure a script mm. or or a story, mm. and be involved in in creating the idea, it's there's something incredibly fulfilling about that. Rather than getting a script in front of you, and going, okay, who are we dealing with? What's yeah. the story? What? Who's this person? Yeah. What are we? Okay, and you know, you do your best to to bring your own take to it and and, and understanding of this character and of this story, but to be able to create the story and tell a story that, that, that resonates with you and you think will resonate with others. Mm. Mm. That's, I mean, I've only just started writing, but it's, it's really, it's really quite fulfilling. I love it, dude. Honestly, there's nothing, there's nothing more nourishing than being able to write. And even if it's all crap, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, who cares? But as long as you're doing it, yeah. the next step is seeing that fucker get made. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's when it gets really like, ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. here we go. It's yeah. happening. I'm trying to squash that part of you to go, you ruined my baby. Yeah. You changed it. 
Yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> trying to let go of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're trying to stop too, you know, just yeah. getting delivered crap so we, we have control over it uh, now. Yeah, and exactly. Like, yeah, this is the quality we want to be putting out. Yeah. Because there's some stuff we want to do back in Oz for sure, get in development there. Just because it's a different community there as well. It is a little bit harder to get things made, but here it's all about who, uh, you know, who's the yeah. famous Instagrammer on it. You exactly. don't want that. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It's all about how how much I'm, I'm shopping a script at the moment and it's and, and one of the things that I'm finding difficult is they want to, the companies, the bigger production companies, they want to know how, how they can, like franchising. Like that, oh, that's something they're really yeah. conscious of. Right. And this particular story was not, written with the idea of a franchise in mind i've written another script which is which i intended it to be franchised but that's not the one i'm i'm shopping so it's it's interesting to try and go from the creative perspective i'm like that's not that's not what i'm doing here that's mm. not what this is about mm. but but from their perspective that's not what they're that's not what the creativity is not really what their issue is they're like we it's need to money. make some money correct yeah. we need people to see this and we need to create a fan base and then when the next one comes out they're going to come they're going to be there they're going to yeah. we're going to get more money and mm-hmm. and i guess that's that's part of the thing as creative people we have to come to terms with and, and figure out how to navigate but it it does. That's not what comes naturally to me, and I'm sure it's the same with you guys. Mm. Then mm. the natural side of things is the creativity and the story, mm. and then figuring out how to manage or getting someone else who can who can do all that kind of you know nuts and bolts guy kind of thing, and yeah. and, and, and do the pitching and all that stuff. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting because Toddy and I are at a point now where we've got um, a director involved, and he's sort of giving us notes and. You know, it's all getting any note. I think is always sort of tricky because you have to because really, it's wrong. It's always wrong. Yeah, they're all <laughs> fucking wrong. Yeah, and then but, and then you realize maybe you know maybe it's one minute, maybe it's three months. No, that yeah, was, that was probably yeah, right. yeah. Actually, yeah. no, that's a great edit. Yeah, yeah no, he's right. But initially, uh, it's always wrong. Or for for me, it, unless it's like really fucking wrong, I'm like, I'll list, I'll hear it out. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. you hear it and you're like, you know, stop talking. Um, yeah. They're like, actually, can the dog be a small pigeon? And you're like, mm, that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what? Am I, mean? I going to hear the end of the sentence, or am <laughs> yeah. I going to stop you there? Yeah. Luckily, the guy we have involved, he has dropped some gold. Mm. It's it's almost someone attacking a, your family member. Yeah. No, not attacking. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's like, yeah, no, I just don't think I don't like that about Jessica. Yeah. You know, you're like, what did you say? <laughs> so it's that, dude. I remember in high school drama, I would do all the all the high school musicals and our and our drama teacher the guy who would direct them he was one of the teachers at school he he was this incredibly passionate flamboyant man and he was so there was one time when we were doing I think we're doing the sound of music and he sat everyone down in the auditorium that we were it was like the week before we would go on and he sat everyone down and he just marched up and up and down the stage with all these like school students just berating us screaming and one of the things that he said was he goes you have taken my baby and you've thrown it in the river. (laughs) Yeah, he was, yeah, he actually said, he went off. To small children? To to children between, you know, from year six to year 12. He just went to town. I need to see someone. (laughs) Sounds like Mr. G. Yeah, 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 it was, it was. I'm a teacher, that's for sure. (laughs) He was remarkably close to Mr. G. See, that, yeah. So passionate. Like, and the other thing he would do when watching him, I have a lot, a lot, I have a lot to thank him for actually. He kind of got me into acting and his passion for it while it was misguided quite often was beautiful. 
Okay. And I obviously didn't really know how to talk to children, but because he would be doing, we'd be doing the scene. And if I wasn't in the scene, I'd just be, you know, watching. And I'd watch him because he was fascinating. And he would be sitting in the audience, leaning forward in his chair, and he would be doing the expressions that the characters were doing. Oh, that's awesome. But there'd be two people talking, and one of them would be angry and one of them would be happy. So he'd be he'd like switch. a schizophrenic person switching between like multiple personalities, and he'd be sad. <laughs> It was, it was fascinating to watch this wow. man. I was very intrigued by him and whatever was going on. In Where is he now? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Disappeared. In orange? I don't think he's in orange anymore. He's, oh. he's gone somewhere. Um, hopefully See, I, he's still creating art. I love that though because, I mean, but that's what it literally feels like when, when someone does yeah. have reflections on your, on your script. You know what I mean? It is, it is kind of your baby, not yeah. to that degree, throwing it in the river. Um, <laughs> the show is, is my baby. Yeah. <laughs> You've but, taken it, you children, you bastard children. <laughs> <laughs> Do it right. It's like, I'm trying to go through puberty here, man. Well, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Well, he's, he's given us some gold where we're yeah. like, okay, that's great. Yeah. You know, and you can feel it when you drop it. And some stuff you take or leave, but some stuff where you're just like, whoa, that's magic, and then you implement it and it fits. Yeah. But quite often you need to sit with the notes for a day or two. Because it's, yeah. I need to take a nap. I yeah. generally have to have a sleep, wake up the next day, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I think I understand that I'm going to integrate these. I mean, yeah. you, you, you made a great, uh, great quote to me was writing is rewriting. Oh, did I say? That? Yeah, oh, you did. I think I must have stolen that from someone. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. Um, it, it it feels that way for sure. So like even those things that you you might love and you might you might have written like a really witty line and you're like oh that's fucking great, but then you you got to cut the scene. You're like oh, okay, yeah. Well, it existed for me, so it it's alive, but I just have to yeah. cut it. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's tough when you got to cut a whole scene. Mm. You're like I'll cut a chunk out, but the whole one. Yeah, I'm getting better with. I like that guy. You yeah, know? <laughs> right. I'm getting better with um with doing that if it's necessary. If yeah. I like, like I had to go through on this rewrite now, and I had to pretty much delete an entire scene, yeah. an entire two scenes. Yeah, right. Which took my page count from like fifty three down to like forty seven, oh. and I was like, whoa. But it's fine because I've got three new scenes to write, yeah. so it all sort of ends up working out. Um. Yeah, in That's a one-hour drama, you got to get like fifty-three to sixty pages okay. for a one-hour TV. So yeah, you have the you have such a vision of this thing, and nobody else. Yeah, I mean that's your job is to try and make it appear the way you see it. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 words on a page. There's only yeah. so much it can it can say. Yeah, mm. and trying to maintain that as you as you as you're sending it around to people mm. and getting input. Yeah, mm. the goal is to freaking make a movie at the end or a TV show or see that thing up on the on the big screen. Yeah, you know that's that's why we're all here. That's why oh, we're man. doing it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully impacts some people's lives and. Tell totally. a story and yeah, and make them laugh, yeah. make, scare them, yeah. whatever. I think for us, just I don't know if we're wrapping up or whatever, but the one thing that I will say is that I think where Toddy and I are at right now with our creative expression is we want to tell stories that move people and challenge people on a deeper kind of level and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think hopefully with the characters that we put on screen we can have them see themselves in that person and hopefully have deeper conversations with people around them about things of greater meaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Very noble. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm. totally with you. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely. I mean, it's for entertainment, obviously, to a degree, but it's also of to just you know, there's people who write for entertainment, it's action or whatever you know you want to do, but yeah, we always feel like we're just trying to tap into that deeper sort of emotional understanding and level and experience that different deeper human experience. Yeah, well, know? if you can if you can sneak in those little little nuggets of truth, mm. then one they're going to come away with something that that, that they may not realize has had an effect on them, but two, it's going to affect them more deeply in the moment because they're going to resonate with it. Because mm. if it's if it's true and if it's honest, mm. you're just going to connect with it more mm. rather than it just being, you know, pointless mm. entertainment, which does have a point. Mm. Sure. But it's never going to hit you hit you yeah. in the heart as hard as if there's some some real gold in there somewhere. Yeah. Mm. And you know when you're watching a film or a TV show or whatever that's that that's really on point and you can just feel it in your gut. And yeah. You're like, oh, okay, this is you know, I remember when I saw Moonlight for the first time. Oh, I haven't mm. seen it yet. Uh, you haven't? No. <sighs> yeah. It hits you in the guts and it's so authentic and real. And the screenwriter who wrote it, you can tell that that was just his story. Mm. You know? yeah. And then the director, Barry Jenkins, came on board and just completely made it his. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that film came to me, but it was just the first film that kind of came to me where I was like, I remember sitting in the cinema going, Oh fuck! Hmm. This is someone's got me beating heart. I think yeah, that's why yeah. it came to you because it was a reflection of his own experiences mm. to a degree, but also so real, so yeah. authentically mm. captured. You can have a real story, but it's sort of glossy. Mm-hmm. This is so authentic, even yeah. just in the the handheld and the camera, the the lighting mm. shots. You know what I mean? It feels so real. You yeah. got to see it for sure. Cool. Yeah, it's on the it's on the to watch list. Mm. Dope. Oh, should we wrap it up, fellas? Yeah, mate. Unless there's anything, anything pressing you want to know for the fans, <laughs> no, I think we I think we've covered all the big issues here yeah. today. You know, we've really we've solved the world's global warming problems. Yeah, recycling, um, recycling. We've covered mm-hmm. recycling. Uh, your daughter's a genius. Yeah, <laughs> um, don't jump off a cliff. Don't don't yeah don't kick people onto train tracks. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, uh, your friend had a gay old time. He had a so gay old he's time. Officially, yeah, gay. he's fulfilled. He's still gay. <laughs> he's still gay. Yeah. And yeah. Texas yeah. is a state. Texas, Texas is, is a state and a country, yeah, depending on who you are. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was that was actually everything on my checklist. Right, <laughs> so we're good. Amazing. Yeah, I love you guys. It's been love a real you pleasure. Too, Thanks, mate. brother. Thanks for having us. High five. Up top. <laughs>